0: wait a minute, I thought that former Sacramento Kings head coach Luke Walton was what was wrong with the Sacramento Kings team. Walton was the problem. How in the world do the Sacramento Kings lose to a Philadelphia 76ers team who is missing basically their entire starting lineup when Luke Walton is no longer the Kings head coach? Hey, turns out maybe this Kings team has a lot more problems than just their head coach. Kings embarrassed at home again, completely fall apart in the fourth quarter. Supposedly, this is a strong offensive team. Now with interim head coach Alvin Gentry, a strong offensive head coach, they can only score 12 points in the fourth quarter. Kings lose again. That's now their second four game losing streak this season. Alvin Gentry did have some good things to say After the game, really putting the onus and the blame on the Kings players, and rightfully so. Plus, Sacramento Kings attendance numbers have been trending down, and they are way down this season. I got Kings fans to tell me why. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast.
1: You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On
0: Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off-season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need. And it can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep my name is Matt George I have the privilege of being your host here on the Locked On Kings podcast been a Sacramento sports media member covering the Kings for the last seven seasons or rather seven years this is my eighth season uh, covering Kings basketball formerly for Sports 1140 KHDK radio in Sacramento now with ABC 10 television and wait. Like I said, I I thought it was Luke Walton's fault. Luke Walton was was the main issue with this Kings team. Now that he's gone, the Kings were sure to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm being tongue-in-cheek here. I'm being facetious. I don't really believe that Alvin Gentry was going to get this Kings team to completely turn things around one game into the season. I don't actually believe that. I'm not here to be a a, I-told-you-so tool after a, a Kings loss. But I will say that As expected, this Kings team looked generally the same. I've told you time and time again over the last couple of weeks, and especially on on my emergency Locked on Kings podcast yesterday after uh, head coach Luke Walton or former head coach Luke Walton was fired, I said that this team has far bigger issues than the head coach and that I would not allow Luke Walton to be the fall guy uh, for the players, for management, and for ownership that don't deserve it. And as this season goes on, we are going to see, and I have no problem predicting this now, we are going to see the blame really shift and start being put heavily on this Kings roster and by proxy ownership and management, depending upon the moves that they make or don't make, because this Kings team is not going to get any better. I mean, maybe they'll have good stretches. Uh, they're certainly going to win more games. There is a winning streak in their future where fans are going to feel better uh, than, than where we're at right now. And hey, maybe this Kings team is, or the West, I should say, is overall bad enough for the Kings to still hover in that play and picture like we all expected them to be. But this Kings team is not going to get significantly better this season unless they make major moves to this roster. Plus, as much as I appreciate Alvin Gentry, the veteran coach that he is, the how well-respected he is, how well-liked he is in the locker room, how uh, much time he spent in the NBA and how great of a basketball mind he is, he, I don't expect him to reinvent the wheel with this team. He has a lot of similar philosophies to what former head coach Luke Walton had. That's why he's been the lead assistant for the last two seasons here in Sacramento. I don't know what fans expected. Now, I did say on the Locked on 76ers podcast that I appeared on this week that I wouldn't have been surprised if the Kings had beaten the 76ers. And this is kind of a joke, but it's kind of not. I think it would have been or the Kings would have had a better chance to have beaten the 76ers if Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and Seth Curry had played because we know this Kings team plays to the level level of their competition, and for some reason over the years, after a head coach has been dismissed, the Kings typically win those games. Instead, they took on a very depleted 76ers roster, mainly led by Andre Drummond and Tyrese Maxey, featuring four players who were on the G League or Summer League teams for the 76ers this summer and last season and, and, and parts of this season. And the Kings, mainly healthy at full strength, they lost on their home floor. Surprise, surprise. 12.4th quarter is what did the Kings in. And we know under Luke Walton, so far this season, fourth quarter offense mainly has been an issue. We know that defense is not great either. And defensively, the Kings didn't look horrible. They didn't look good. They had lapses. They had decent moments. But again, this Kings team was guarding mainly the second string, the second unit, the depth of the 76ers, and they were having that hard of a time. But offensively, the fourth quarter offense this year, all season long, even when the Kings were winning games, the fourth quarter offense has been dreadful. It's been very basic. Half-court offense, been very basic. And what did I hear from so many people trying to convince me that Alvin Gentry is going to be better than Luke Walton? We heard Alvin Gentry is offensive-minded. He is a a coach that is going to get this team to score a lot of points. They're going to play fast. They're going to get out in transition. Well, did the Kings look a lot faster in this game? They, they played well offensively in the first quarter. I'll give them credit. De'Aaron Fox got off to a great start. Uh, in this game completely faded as the game went on he led the team in scoring with 23 points on 7 to 15 so a more efficient game for him but once again a good De'Aaron Fox game results in a King's loss but he healed red hot to start this game I think he made his first three or four three-pointers he was lights out from three-point range to start this game ends up going ice cold for the remainder of the game finishes with 21 points but he shot himself and the Kings uh, out of the fourth quarter and The Kings reverted back in the fourth quarter to to what they were doing under Luke Walton, which was give the ball to Buddy Heald, have him put up a bunch of threes, and basically pray that something goes in. If that didn't work, then maybe a a few pick and rolls, which pick and roll between Tyrese Halliburton and Rashawn Holmes had been working basically all night long. Kings went away from that and decided for a high pick for De'Aaron Fox, and then basically just isolation ball. The Kings' half-court offense is terrible. Just terrible. And again, I didn't expect... Alvin Gentry to fix that in one game. But if you're trying to preach to me that Gentry is this offensive-minded coach that is going to be better than Luke Walton on that end of the floor, I didn't see that. I got no indication of that in this game as the same old, same old. 12 points in the fourth quarter against this Philadelphia 76ers roster, this, this unit that played tonight. It's just dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. So what did new interim... Kings head coach, Alvin Gentry, do differently. He did a few things differently. Number one, mainly being, I thought that there was a high possibility of Buddy Heald moving into the starting lineup, starting at the three spot and having Harrison Barnes move down to the four. Instead, Gentry went back to Luke Walton's original starting lineup, putting Mo Harkless at the four with Barnes at the three, Holmes at the five, and then Fox and Halliburton at the one and two. So he's using, recycling a, a lineup that Luke Walton really implemented. Now he went away from it in the, in this recent bad stretch of Kings play, Gentry brought it back. Like I said, this Kings team got off to a a decent start, but overall the Kings got way too little offensive production from their starting lineup. Just 10 points for Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes and, and Tyrese Halliburton in this game combined for 10 points. Yeah. And I just told you 10 points all from Harrison Barnes, zero points For Halliburton in this game, took five shots, 0 of 5, including 0 of 3 from three-point range. Did have nine assists. At one point, it was 10. He got an assist taken away somewhere. Not sure where. Tyrese did a good job distributing the ball. No offense from him. Passed up some open looks. Also, missed some open looks. I'm not trying to overreact, but you can't have zero points from arguably one of your top three, top four players and your arguably second best shooter on the team. And then you had two points from Mo Harkless. We know that he doesn't provide too much offensively. Rashawn Holmes had a nice game, at least up until the the second half and really the fourth quarter when the Kings, one, started to go away from him. Two, he started to get dominated on the glass by Andre Drummond, who finished with 21 rebounds and, or rather 23 rebounds, excuse me, in the most predictable stat of the night. Seven of those 23 rebounds were offensive boards, by the way, for Drummond. And Rashawn was also poked in the eye, I think at some point in the third quarter. Never really looked the same uh, after that. but. Not nearly enough production uh, from your starting lineup. And then off the bench, you did get a nice push uh, from Tristan Thompson. That's also what what uh, Gentry did different. His rotations were different. Marvin Bagley uh, got some opportunity, had four points, five rebounds in, in about 12 minutes. Tristan Thompson, who didn't play at all in the first half, came into the third quarter, gave the Kings a nice spark, scoring eight points on four of six shooting in 11 minutes. Alex Len played... The first half, but didn't play the second half, he was struggling around the rim. He was getting a lot of opportunities to score, just couldn't finish around the rim. And then Davion Mitchell continues to kind of just be a non-factor, especially offensively. He just hasn't been good. Two of nine shooting from the field in this game, just four points, 0 of four from three-point range. Just not enough production across the board. The Kings allow only 102 points at home. They should be winning that game. And you're going to hear Alvin Gentry say something similar. Uh, at the end of this podcast when I play his post-game comments for you. But you only scored 94 points at home when offense is supposed to be your strength now with an offensive-minded coach? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's what you say. De'Aaron Fox, once again, didn't look good in the fourth quarter, was trying to force some things. Buddy Hield shot himself out of the game. Buddy Hield was actually pulled The Kings were up nine points. They had a good start to the fourth quarter. They went up nine points, had two different possessions to get that lead to double digits, and I think not necessarily put the game away, but really create a safety net that they definitely could have used in this game. Instead, they get a deep angle corner, not corner, uh, deep wing three for Tyrese Halliburton that rims out. Very next possession, Kings get a stop, try and get out in transition. Buddy Heald chucks up just a classic Buddy Heald heat check three, except he wasn't hot at all. And he rimmed that out. Alvin Gentry pulled him and, and sat him on the bench for a while. So that's different. Something Walton did in his first year that he hasn't done really over the last season and and a quarter that he was here. I mean, at least things didn't look exactly the same. But the result was exactly the same, which is the Kings once again losing. They now have lost eight of their last nine. That's having an effect, ladies and gentlemen, on the attendance on how much fans are paying attention. I looked at the numbers earlier today before the game and started paying attention to the trend of Kings attendance dropping since the Golden One Center opened. And then I talked to and really put out a a, a message on social media asking Kings fans who were choosing not to attend games to tell me why. I'll share with you that negative trend and what Kings fans had to say about it here in just a second. Right now, though, I want to let you know that today's episode of the Lockdown Kings podcast is brought to you by Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only For big businesses. So, upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true i love how shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the, uh, the street to around the globe it allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates profit margins and beyond go to shopify.com longton nba all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today again that's shopify.com longton nba right now shopify.com long on NBA before the golden one center was opened and now owner Vivek Ronadive purchased the Sacramento Kings and saved the Kings from leaving Sacramento and going to Seattle inside what we all affectionately call Arco arena was that at the time I think was known as a sleep train arena Vivek famously picked up a mic and said this is your team and they're here to say and also the new ownership group brought in promises of uh, f- financial investment in the product, getting the product to be better, bringing successful playoff basketball back to the Sacramento Kings, which at the end of the Malouf era, that, uh, the Maloufs were really failing to spend any money on the team, really trying to invest in, in making this team better. And I guess to the credit of Vivek Ranadive and this current ownership group, they have put their money forward. They have tried to spend money to get this team better. The problem is that they haven't made this team better. In some ways they've made this team significantly worse. A lot of that, I believe, has to do with ownership's to be frank meddling at times, their inconsistencies, too many cooks in the kitchen, Vivek appointing too many uh advisors or or under uh undermining general managers, head coaches. It's it's been a consistent theme over Vivek Ranadive's time. Uh, as owner of the Sacramento Kings. And these are things that Kings fans are a lot more savvy to now than maybe they were four, five years ago. It's been a complete failure since Vivek purchased this team. And Kings fans will always be grateful to that ownership group for obviously keeping the team here in Sacramento. But that good grace only lasts you so long. And those good graces were extended by the opening of the Golden 1 Center in 2016. New building, even if the product is bad, which remember at the time when the new building opened, DeMarcus Cousins was still on this team and the Kings were very um, desperate. It's not the right word. They were insisted upon opening the Golden 1 Center with a team that would actually make the playoffs and end this playoff drought. And that team actually did have a chance to make the playoffs. And then Vladi famously pulled, I guess, an an offer off the table for DeMarcus Cousins, a max contract, traded him uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans, and and the rest is history. But as nice as the Golden One Center is, as much as I enjoy seeing uh, Doco growing in downtown Sacramento and, and remembering the entire journey to that building being built every time I step foot inside it, those good graces only last so long. And Kings fans now, quite honestly, are tired of investing in a product that many feel they are more invested in than players, coaches, front office, even ownership is at times. I went and looked at the numbers. All these numbers are available on ESPN. You can check them out for yourself. You can go season by season. All these numbers are taken off of the announced uh, attendance by every single team during every single home game. When the Kings opened the Golden 1 Center, In 2016, that season, they averaged a sellout. Every single game, they sold out. Now, it's important to note that these numbers are always inflated for every single team. These numbers are always inflated. A sellout can be a sellout even with significant, I shouldn't say significant, even with noticeable amounts of empty seats. Has to do with, with tickets being sold, not necessarily how many people actually showed up to the game. But in 2016, when the Golden 1 Center opened, no surprise, even uh, with the team not making the playoffs, Kings sold out every single game. In 2017-2018, the very next season, the Kings averaged 99% capacity, which, by the way, the sellout uh, year that first season, the Kings had the 16th best attendance in the NBA. In 2017-2018, the 99% capacity, 17,555 uh, uh fans on average per game, that was 18th in the NBA, down just 1%, very, very slight. We're talking less than 100 on average uh, fans per game in attendance. In 2018-2019, that number dipped a little bit more from 17,555 on average to 17,096. That's 97% capacity down to 21st in the NBA. Then in 2019-2020, which was the COVID-shortened season, the Kings numbers dipped again from 17,096 to 16,017, or seven ninety five, which is at 95% capacity, which went up a little bit, strangely, to 20th in the NBA at the time. So over the course of four seasons, the Kings' capacity or average attendance dropped 5%. Not unheard of. The Kings made a change of direction. Some bad teams, continued poor playoffs. They're concerning, but not horrific. Then, of course, we don't count the 2021-2022, or I'm sorry, that's this season. We don't account the 2020-2021 season last year where the majority of of seats were were taken by cardboard cutouts until towards the end of the season. So those numbers are are thrown out. This season's attendance, and this is before tonight's game, the average 14,180. Capacity is 17,608. This season, 14,180. That's 80% capacity on average. 26th in the NBA. The fifth worst attendance in the NBA this season. A 15% drop from 2019-2020 to this season. 15% after dropping just 5% in the first four seasons. That speaks volumes. Now, you might be yelling at me right now that there are a bunch of factors to that. COVID-19 regulations, people maybe not feeling safe going out, people who are unvaccinated not being able to attend or not wanting to spend the money to get a a positive or I should say negative uh, COVID test so that they can go to games. You could also cite ticket prices. I decided to reach out via social media and just ask fans. And, and I've talked to fans in person at games. Uh, I've talked to fans privately before putting this, this pull out. And I went, I just asked if you have not gone to a game this season, or you've gone to fewer than maybe you would in years past, if you have actively chosen to do that, why I got a ton of responses, both private DMS, private emails uh, and public replies to the tweet. You can see the tweet right now. I have 142 public replies alone to this tweet earlier today. And you can sift through, people bring up COVID, people bring up pricing. The majority that I saw, the best takeaway that I can give is basically this line. Kings fans do not believe that this product is worth investing in. Some Kings fans, many Kings fans that I I, I heard from feel that they are more invested at times in this Kings team and their success and the organization as a whole than management, than ownership, and then especially recently, than players are. The Sacramento Kings fan base has been and continues to be one of the most loyal fan bases in all of professional sports. This Kings team, this organization does not deserve the attendance numbers that they've gotten over the last 15 seasons. They do not deserve the response that Sacramento Kings fans had during the whole relocation era. They are fortunate. Vivek Ranadive is fortunate. These Kings players are fortunate to play in the environment that Sacramento Kings fans provide inside the Golden 1 Center because they have not played to the level that that is deserved. Even during the darkest years here during this drought, the Kings were right around middle of the pack in attendance. And that doesn't just necessarily have to do with teams being better than the Kings and the Kings not drawing as much as other teams. There are a lot of other teams that have a higher capacity uh, and and can fit more fans in their building than the Kings have. A a good example of that is the Chicago Bulls can fit over 20,000 in their arena. The Kings are are just over 17,000. King's fan base has continued to be loyal, and now they have the fifth worst attendance in the NBA, and this season with another coach being fired, and the Kings once again not living up to expectations, and the same damn thing happening that's been happening for the last 15 years and the last eight years that Vivek has been in charge of this King's organization. Kings fans are refusing to show up and and and, and uh capacity or, or average uh attendance is down fifteen percent. If you did not respond to that tweet. You want to share with me why you're choosing not to go to games. Maybe you have a different reason. Maybe it's the same reasons that I listed. Let me know. At Matt George Sack on Twitter, email me sports at gmail.com uh, or, or let me know uh, in the, uh, the comment section down below on YouTube because those numbers were very eye-opening to me and those speak louder, I think, than anything else that I could possibly say here on this podcast because of how loyal and how passionate this fan base is. You're going to hear from... Uh, Head coach or interim head coach Alvin Gentry coming up next. of have a few sound bites from his post-game press conference. He didn't say anything revolutionary, although I was impressed by him repeatedly putting responsibility uh, on Kings players. Uh, you're going to hear that coming up in just a second. Right now, though, I want to let you know today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast brought to you by our title sponsor. That is Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam. Out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Every single dollar counts, especially in this current uh, financial climate. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts to Truebill and you'll cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one. One tap and your truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by rockauto.com, the number one place for you to get your auto parts. Instead of going to your local auto parts store dealing with tough embarrassing confusing questioning sometimes from the uh, the counterman who really only happens to carry uh, their specific brand at their s- specific price point half the time they don't even have the part that you need they have to order it, it takes forever Ignore all that, skip all that hassle, save money at rockauto.com. I call it the Amazon of auto parts shopping. You you go on here and even if you're like me, know nothing about uh, cars, you sift through all the different parts uh, that are available. Find the parts that you want, compare price points, compare brands. You can save up to uh, 30, 50 or even 100% on rockauto.com. An example like a, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is on average $353 from chain stores. $216 from Rock Auto. That's just a a fraction of the savings that you can experience. Rockauto.com is easy to navigate. Uh, It's for all the do-it-yourselfers, reliably low prices for every single customer. Uh, And you can go explore their easy-to-use website today, find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Here is new interim Sacramento Kings head coach, Alvin Gentry.
1: Bottom line, you got to step up and make shots, you know, and I thought we got some good looks at it uh, and we didn't make them, you know, and that's kind of where we, we've struggled. You know, we go 33, 19, 30, 12. And that's, you know, that's really, uh, is not conducive to to winning in this league. You know Uh, you give up 102 points, you know, obviously they shoot 42%. They shoot 28 from three. You know, all of those say that you should win the game. But our offense, for some reason, uh, right now is, is is very stagnant and we're missing shots and uh, uh, we're not uh, making quick decisions. You know, we say point five. you got to decide. Either it's a shot or either you got to move it on. And and we'll continue to work at it. We're going to find a combination of guys that's going to play, you uh, don't really care what the hell the back of the jerseys say. Uh, we're going to play the guys that's going to play hard and uh, and try to do what we ask them to do. So, uh, you know, and if you don't and if you don't want to run and if you don't want to get out and play in the open court, then we've got to find somebody that will. <clears throat> what I don't want us to do, and I think what what has happened some in the past, is that, you know, we get up nine points and we start playing, you know, really cautious basketball. And I don't, that's, that's way, way, way too much time left uh, in a basketball game to all of a sudden, just try to slow it down and start playing cautious basketball. We have to learn to uh, uh, play in the open court. Uh, uh, We have to have good shot selection, which I thought we did for the most part. We just didn't, we didn't shoot the ball very well at all. You know, we shot 41%, 42% really, and uh, uh, 23% from three. And, And so that's, really not a recipe for, for winning in this league, uh, even if you play at home. So we just got to do a better job, but you know, it's, it's, uh, a game under our belt. And, uh, I, the thing that, that, that's really disturbing right now is that we're having trouble winning games at home. And, uh, in this league, you have to win your home games. You know, you have to be good at home and then you have to be, uh, you know, decent on the road and and, and we we have not been good at home and we've got to find a way to to get that change right away. Well, you know, we can either improve or we got to start looking to play different people, you know, I mean, it's, that's the solution really, you know, we can't get it done with the people that we have out there. Obviously as a coach, I got to decide and uh, uh, on different people being out there, you know, so uh, i mean uh, twelve points in the quarter is just not is is unacceptable to a team that's uh you know basically playing with their you know the second unit
0: uh, alvin um,
1: and i and I didn't mean that in a discouraging way against those guys out there because they got some very good players i didn't I didn't mean that uh, in, in any kind of derogatory way because the bottom line is that they kicked our ass so the only way that we're going to shake this and as I said to the guys is that we have to actually win some games, you know, where we see uh, a tangible thing uh, that, that we've done, that we see the results of that, and that it's got to be a W, you know. Uh, we can talk about, hey, you know, we did this well, or uh, you know, we did, we were pretty good in this area right here, but, you know, if it's the L, it's an L, you know, and at the end of the day, they either put a W or an L in there, and we've got to find a way to put some Ws in.
0: And there you have it. The new coach, obviously not happy with his 0-1 start, putting a lot of the pressure on the the Kings players to perform, or or he will try to find players who will, but I don't know if the players who will are currently on this roster. Like I said, I don't think it's really a coaching issue. Coaching certainly has something to do with it, but there are bigger problems with this Kings organization, some with the roster, lots with ownership, and some with management, I would say. Kings got work to do and we'll see if they can figure things out and practice tomorrow and turn things around uh, in their meeting, their second meeting of the season with the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday. If you want to respond to anything I talked about on today's podcast, anything that Coach Gentry said, please do. At Matt George Radio on, or rather, at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Uh, email me, Matt George Sports at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, get loose uh, in that comment section. would love to hear uh, from you. But appreciate all the support on the most recent podcast, the uh, Emergency Podcast after firing Luke Walton. Uh, and on tomorrow's Lockdown Kings podcast, I'm expected to be joined. By Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee, we'll talk about the the firing of Walton. We'll talk about the issues with this organization uh, as a whole outside of coaching. Jason has been paying close uh, close attention over the years, so he'll be able to add some uh, some interesting input uh, that I cannot provide. I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.